With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea for Monday the 2nd of January 2023. We're into the new year, this is the first Let's Talk Chelsea of the new year. I hope you had a really good festive period. We are back to normality now. I have to admit, um, I do love Christmas, I do love the the festive period, all of that stuff. You know, eating a lot of bad food and kind of enjoying that period but I am ready to get back to kind of a bit of normality get on the the workout plan once again start eating some healthy food um, and of course covering Chelsea because it does look like January is is not going to be a dull month at Stamford Bridge I mean what month is dull at Stamford Bridge uh, given the nature of this chaotic club but it looks like with the January transfer window open we've got some big players who could be joining the club over the next few weeks uh, we're going to speak about Enzo Fernandez, but also other midfield targets later in today's show uh, from a piece uh, written by Simon Johnson of kind of all of those major targets who Chelsea could be targeting in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to start off with Benoit Badiashile. Of course, seems like Chelsea are going to make that signing now. It's going to kind of be the first one that we, of course, we've, we've already seen David Dacher Fafana sign for Chelsea but maybe one that we will see instantly in the first team as we go forward. And as well, some injury news regarding Ben Chirwell and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Before we get into any of that good stuff, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and a notification bell if you are watching on my YouTube channel. Make sure you don't miss any of the uploads and updates regarding Chelsea news this month and heading into the new year. It's going to be a big one on the channel. It's going to be a busy one, probably regarding Chelsea, as we know. So make sure you don't miss any of the content. And if you are enjoying it and want to see more uploads, please hit that like button because it helps new people find the channel as well and if you're listening on the podcast feed thank you so much for tuning in sign of chelsea is a part of the 90 min podcast network but let's start off here with the news regarding Benoit Badiashile this is from David Ornstein from The Athletic Chelsea reached Benoit Badiashile transfer agreement with Monaco the deal for the 21 year old is worth in the region of 37 to 38 million euros that works out at about 32 million pounds Chelsea have agreed personal terms with Badiashile on a long-term contract and his medical is in the process of being scheduled Badiashile is a six foot four inch defender who is good on the ball incredibly fast and who has impressed in France by regularly stealing the ball off opponents without having to go to ground. He also has a lot of experience for someone so young, having made 135 appearances for Monaco in the past four and a half seasons. But Chile has been capped twice by the senior France side. This has moved incredibly quickly. It really has uh, from a Chelsea perspective. Um, we spoke a lot about Josco Vardial. Apparently, this is kind of an alternative. Chelsea looking at that player, Vardial, the price potentially is kind of just a bit ridiculous going into this month. Um, he may be available again in the summer from RB Leipzig. But Badis Chile is a player that I know some people are kind of a little bit iffy on in terms of bringing him in. I saw, of course, Julian Laurent, a French football expert on ESPN, was saying that he does make a lot of mistakes. You know, he is a little bit raw for that age. You expect that from a 21-year-old defender. Is that really what Chelsea need right now? But it's slap-banging the profile player, 
this new ownership is bringing in and and we consistently say this now Badia Gile is not quite the same as say David Datrafafana or Andre Santos or even Carney Chukwameka um he is someone who's gained a lot of first team experience at a good level Ligar is a good level and and as we've seen in recent years there seems to be a good sort of adaptation from at least we hope from uh, the French league to the Premier League compared to say other leagues we've seen so hopefully that will be the case for Badia Gile and I do think this is a player who will be coming in and competing instantly for first team minutes. And I do wonder if this is tied into Graham Potter apparently wanting to go more to a back four system like we've seen in the first two games against uh, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest since we returned from the World Cup break. Um, so I will be getting some more information on Badia Shile. Uh, we're going to have a really good guest on the channel this week who knows a lot about this player. Uh, so we will be speaking to him about that later in the week. So make sure you're staying tuned for the Badia Shile special as it is um, later on in the week because I'm really curious to, to learn more about this player and also what he could bring to Chelsea in the upcoming months. But let's move on to some injury news now from my good friend Adam Newson. Apparently there is a hope that Ben Chilwell can be reintegrated into Chelsea's first team setup after their Premier League clash against Fulham. Hardy's signature Frisco burger and Frisco breakfast sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun. Only at Hardy's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary next week whilst Ruben Loftus-Cheek is already back in training to good news on the injury front because Chelsea have been suffering so many injuries and particularly to have someone like Chilwell uh, apparently available again in the upcoming weeks would be huge for Chelsea it's a little bit quicker than I think we expected it you know even though there was some hope that he can maybe be reintegrated before now I think the the original assessment was maybe February now that still may be accurate if you think about it he's reintegrated back into training then it takes a few more weeks for for maybe them to feel confident to get him in to a, a game again so it probably will be around that time but hopefully that is the case because Chilwell such a huge player and, and it's good for him that he will hopefully still be able to play a, a decent part in this season for Chelsea as we get towards the business end of it. For Loftus-Cheek is a midfield option and you know Ruben still has struggles I think with consistency but he did put in some very encouraging performances in a variety of positions earlier in the season even under Graham Potter if you remember the AC Milan game at home I think was a really dominant performance in a double six alongside Mateo Kovacic. Now life may become a little bit more difficult for Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the upcoming weeks if Chelsea do sign say Enzo Fernandez and, and more midfielders in the upcoming month. The final thing to speak about is again related to midfield. This is a piece from Simon Johnson uh, from The Athletic. Fernandez, Bellingham and McAllister, what we're hearing about Chelsea midfield targets. It kind of breaks down a lot of the stuff that we have been speaking about. Enzo Fernandez, the negotiations around him. Not all the way completed yet, but it does look like Chelsea are trying to get that deal over the line. It'd be absolutely huge. We have spoken about that already on the podcast in recent days and massive it would be game changing I, I think it really would even if Enzo Fernandez isn't the perfect kind of profile maybe Chelsea have been missing I think the quality of player what he could bring to the Chelsea midfield right now I think could be huge it, re it really could but some other options uh, this month uh, Enzo Fernandez obviously other than him Jude Bellingham uh, it seems like that's going to be a massive fight heading into the summer. It'd be very unlikely to see him move this this window. I think it really would. Uh, McAllister, of course, uh, returning to Brighton triumphant after his success uh, with Argentina, playing a massive role for his nation. What an incredible story for that player. And the, the, I did hear uh, David Ornstein bring his name up as, as a potential deal this month. We, we'll see how that develops. I mean, I don't know how much more we can take from Brighton this season, uh, but we'll see about that. Edson Alvarez is another one that Simon Johnson mentions here. Uh, apparently, Chelsea haven't ruled out making a second attempt to sign the Ajax midfielder, having failed to convince the Dutch club to sell the Mexico international before the summer deadline a few months ago. I found the interesting thing 
thing i think maybe the most interesting thing and revealing thing from this piece uh, by simon johnson was that sources connected to senior players are under the impression this will be Jorginho's last season with chelsea and he would obviously need replacing if that turns out to be the case we've spoken a lot about Jorginho's contract situation and i i do wonder if ingolo kante's contract report recently regarding a positive kind of development there of him staying at Chelsea next season maybe changes the dynamic in this in this situation because I don't know I, I don't think Jorginho and Ingolo Kante should both be staying I think one of them absolutely should be going and, and, and I think that Jorginho it just feels like the right time for him to move on uh, I feel like the Nottingham Forest game again was just a real prime example of the problems Chelsea have had for for quite a while but I, I think particularly this season off the ball when Jorginho can't get on the ball and you have to protect him and and I, I said this on Twitter and it maybe annoys people but for me that deepest midfielder it, his prime job usually at least one of them is to protect the defense there are different ways of doing that holding on to possession but protecting that player for me you know the fact that you have to shield Jorginho a lot of the time I don't know how long Chelsea should be persisting with that um, even if we know that Jorginho has got quality on the ball and he can offer good performances to Chelsea, like we saw against uh, Bournemouth. I think he was a big part of that. But for Jorginho, I think it is is the right time to move on at the end of the season. And it's just the wheels are in motion now for Chelsea to revamp this area. Now, will it be Fernandez this month? Will it be maybe someone else in the summer? We will see. Let me know your opinions on the midfield situation and Jorginho's future as well in the comments below but that is it for this edition of let's talk Chelsea thank you guys so much for tuning in you can follow me on Twitter at son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.